Ta-da! It's kind of like the bookmobile yeah. card. Yeah. You remember that? I do. Yeah. I have a bad habit of just saying I understand something when I don't. So you don't remember that? I don't think so. You can tell me you don't. It's I know. Fine. You don't understand, dude. I perpetually lie in the most insignificant <laughs> times. Why? Like the other day, I'll give you a perfect example. <laughs> What my boss's boss came in. I just I want to agree so bad. I want I don't want to feel dumb. I want to support them so hard. I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. And I realize I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking. What am I doing? I'm putting myself in a terrible position. Because they're gonna ask you a follow-up yes! and you're gonna go, oh, oh I don't know what that is. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're super excited to be here with you this week yet again. Episode 93. Three. 93. Three. That's, wow, that's been a long time. It has, man. You guys all In there, dog ears. You realize that this has been 93 straight weeks of awesome content. Literally uninterrupted 93 weeks. And not only that, but of awesome content. Of awesomeness content. Never one episode that was poor. Nothing but perfection. <laughs> When you look back on the 93 weeks that we have spent together, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a time when you were bored yeah, or when you didn't listen. Or were you dis- were disinterested. Right. Because everything we talk about is interesting. It's fascinating. And all that, factual. And a- accurately researched. Heavily researched. Meticulously Researched primary sources, secondary right. sources, tertiary sources. We've got bibliographies. We do prepared. We do them footnotes. In the AMA format. Yep. We've got headers and footers. Yes. Page numbers. Page numbers. We sequential. Put it's proprietary and confidential mm-hmm. to make sure that we're covered under the trade secret law, just in case. Fair Justin, usage act. Do you know how trade secrets work? I do. Do you? Nope. <laughs> you just did what I did. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I love it. I got this training on trade secrets, and I cannot Why? and I cannot help but to bring it up all the time. What is it kind of like grassy watersheds? It's kind of like grassy waterways and watersheds, yeah. It's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I always mix the two together in my mind because every time I'm going to say grassy waterways, <laughs> I always think, because I've heard you say watersheds too, and in my head I'm always like, I want to say grassy waterways, but I've heard him say watersheds. So I feel like it goes together. So I'm going to combine the two so I'm not wrong. For anyone who doesn't know what we're referring to, um, when I was in college, I took this environmental science class, and we learned about grassy waterways. And allow me to explain to you what a grassy waterway is. It's not like a euphemism for a woman's vagina or anything <laughs> like that. But what it is, is um, that's a hairy vagina, I'm guessing. I don't know. Anyway, um, so... Essentially, if you've ever been driving out and you've seen fields of planting material and stuff like that, you'll notice that in between certain fields, there actually will be a patch of long strip of grass. And the whole point of that is to basically provide um, a place for the water to go so it does not erode the soil. At least I think so. It's been so long since I've explained that I think that's right. More or less, it's there to prevent erosion. Sure. And I always saw that, but I never thought anything of it until that was brought to my attention. So whenever Jill and I would go out and drive, I'd be like, hey, it's a grassy waterway. And she would get so mad, she'd be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Nobody cares. (laughs) And then I also learned that trying to plant material on an incline of more than 12 degrees is really not a good idea because the water will just run down so fast it will basically wash away all the soil. Right. 
So these random facts stick in my head. And I just like, I love to, I'm like, when I find applicable moments, I'm like, ah, I will throw go. this in here. It may not even, it may not even have anything to do with what it's talking about. But if, if you can, if Doug can fit it in, Doug will fit it in. That's right. That's my motto. That's what she said. Yeah. Yep. That's why I have a daughter. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, what's the, it's, uh, yeah, similar to boats, how you like to. Let They're, us know that uh, depreciating assets. they are depreciating asset. Just so you know. So what is this new thing that you learned about? So trade secrets. Yes. Guys, get excited. We're talking trade secrets. Not the whole episode, so stick with us. Exactly. Or skip ahead two minutes. No, we're going to learn something today. That should be the new secret segment. Doug teaches you something Doug today. Doug teaches you something. We'll put it at the front, and then we'll make sure that it's exactly two minutes so that you can skip ahead. Exactly. If you're listening on iTunes, you got that forward 15 seconds. Yeah. So you just hit, hit that, that four times. four times. That's not right. Yeah, it is. I tricked you. No, because that's a two. minute. God damn it. <laughs> I laid the trap, and you fell into it. I'm going to pretend. You saw the eyes working, too. I was like, you just hit it It's funny because he's, like, he's like, cool. He said so. He, that's got to be true math. I'm Good. just going to uh, quickly agree with it. You're like, no, it's true because fuck, it's a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so trade secrets. So a trade secret is essentially uh, something within a business that has economic value and is also confidential. Okay. So think of the formula for Coca-Cola. Right. Or KFC's spicy concoction, their the spices. nine spice combo they do, or whatever. Exactly, or possibly the code for Adobe Acrobat, okay, or whatever. Like all that stuff is proprietary and it's kept confidential. So that means that, and the reason why you would want to basically go the route of protecting something over under a trade secret versus a patent mm-hmm. would be that with a patent, you have to publicly submit what your idea is. And then it's protected under patent law for about, like, I think it's, like, maybe 10 to 20 years, something along that. And um, people have access to that idea, and then you basically have to make sure that people don't do anything with it. Okay. And then after that time lapses, people can do whatever they want and then copy it. Now, with trade secrets, you don't make it public. You keep it confidential. You have to actively keep it confidential. And then if someone, for some reason, were to expose that... You can then sue or for damages for anyone who has basically Interesting. done that. So, so the idea is allows you to stay competitive and, and have yeah. your confidential and economic uh, property uh, serve you longer than 10 years. And no one can copy it because they don't know what it is. That's, so we have something like that in the 9 to 5 I work at, mm-hmm. which it's a way of, of calculating the reach percent and frequency of, of uh, um, like viewership. of So like Nielsen does ratings and you know you've got impressions the number of people in an uh, audience that have seen a tele- an ad or a television mm-hmm. show so there's another there's two other statistics called reach and frequency how many mm-hmm. people who were watching were actually reached and then the frequency with which they were reached so if, if you were watching television and you saw it three times then it stands as the reason that you saw it twice or one time you know or how many saw it four times or mm-hmm. this and that so there's a there's a proprietary method of calculating that nice uh, that our company that only like three people know at the company nice yeah so that's so yeah, if so we get if we get a call on it saying I don't think this is calculating right we go no it is <laughs> yeah pretty sure it is I, I don't, don't have the formula yeah. but I've got it yeah and we know that it's good. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so that's an example. If for some reason, uh, you know, someone at your company was dumb enough to be, like, accidentally forward an email that had the formula yeah. to somebody outside, you know, to be like, no, here's the formula. This is how it works. Right. You are no longer making it confidential. You are consciously sending out that information. Okay. So now you would not be tr- protected under trade secrets. So that could basically, one one person making a mistake could blow the entire operation. Exactly. Oh, wow. So if someone were to forward that 
to someone else. We'll, so we'll call it customer A. Sure. And customer A were then to send that elsewhere. Your company could only go after customer A. You could not go after anyone else. Oh, interesting. But if customer A hacked into your system and took that, you know, in, you know, fought through the encryptions or whatever the hell they yeah. do in the matrix, and they take it, and then they distribute it under trade secret law because you were actively trying to keep it secret and they, they hacked in and took it, you could go after anyone who took it. Not just customer A, okay. but anyone else beyond that, and you could basically rein that back in. Interesting. So if it's a willful dissemination of knowledge. If you're an then, idiot and yeah. you just leave the safe open and it has all the information in it, then right. you're not trying to keep it confidential. Very interesting. So there's your little tidbit for today, guys. It might have gone over two secrets. minutes, but yeah. I think it was pretty close. If you've just joined us again. and Welcome you back. The, if you caught the end of that, yeah. Yes, so there you go. A little interesting thing. I find that fascinating. I love little tidbits about law what, in that sort uh, of regard. I guess I could see why you would have learned that. It was Because so in my head, I'm like, what? Does that pertain to you at all? But I guess that our, actually does our make technology sense. technology is proprietary, yeah, and, and, and what we do is unique, so we want to make sure no one you know, has access to it. Right. So we give people limited access to our system based on what paperwork they've signed. So if they've signed an NDA or a contract with us, then we'll give them access because then we're protected under it. But if someone's like, hey, can I get a guide to how to do this in the system, you just forward it to them, and they haven't signed that paperwork, we're putting ourselves at risk. Right, absolutely, so. yeah. Interesting stuff, guys. It's about the law. U.S. government and law. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I think, have you cleared that definition with Dave, by the way? I don't know. Actually, I'd love to talk to him about that. Yeah. Because this came from the mouth of a lawyer. So I feel like Dave knows more than lawyers. I think he does. And, that per- was, and I have to say, it was kind of a frustrating training Why? because um they would give us some examples they're like all right here's the situation what do you think's the answer and i was like this they're like well it's actually it depends i was like fuck off that's such a lawyer the, answer the depends it that is totally a lawyer i answer. was like that's fuck the thing you. that i can never fucking stand is that well it de- yeah exactly it, i was it, like for the sake of this training can you make something pretty clear cut and black and white <laughs> so that we all understand what this means i'll be like well yeah. Well, my cousin, Fuck you. my cousin's in law school right now. We just just saw her over the Mother's Day weekend, and we were, I was asking her like how finals went for her first year of law school and this and that. And she was telling me about how like some of the practical finals she had to take, and a lot of it was like because we were asking questions of her about different things, and she's like, really, the whole thing is. It, you know, it could go either way. It, it just depends on how you get someone to look at it. And I was like, that is the worst. Like that. Is, that is one of it's the reasons so true, I hate though. law. It's so true, and that's why I hate so it. Because it's so fluid, and there's no... I feel like there's no logic behind it. All there's it no takes is you've got to find an argument. you got to yeah. find a way to argue yeah. your point and provide evidence to support your yeah, argument. Yeah. That's all that it is. So that's why I look at it. I'm like, dude, we're in a basic training on trade secrets. We're not in the law class right <laughs> now. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of this isn't clear-cut, and you're, he's afraid to give a straight answer. Right, exactly. Because he, he knows that he's, he's, he's been vulnerable. Trained, yeah. yeah, he's vulnerable to anything. He's like, well, he said that we could do it. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's like, yeah, there's gray area. I'm like, of course there's gray area. It's the fucking law. Speaking of the law, and I am the law, and Judge oh! Dredd, who's a cop, Let's talk about something that's been pissing me off. Wow. Wow. Right? Yeah. I'm gonna, Wasn't that good? I'm, I thought that was on. pretty good. I'm doing this. Yep, we're... Eh, that's, eh. A, that's a standing ovation Thank for you. Doug Cocker I was right like, there. as soon as we got on that topic, that's a hell I'm like, of a transition, I was like, I know how I'm going to get there. That's a hell of awesome. a transition. So uh, I confided in Justin. Confided like it's a secret. Uh, I was bitching to Justin a little bit about <laughs> things that were you know, really getting my goat lately. 
and that, I've that seen, were boiling your onions. Yeah, man, they were really punching me in the balls. I really got, uh, I got, I've been getting upset when I take the train to and from work because, first of all, people just are buttholes in general, just in that whole process. Naturally, of yeah. Um, I heard some guy yesterday just talking really loudly about being woke as fuck and how you got to stay woke and. <laughs> You know, this is a police state, and I was like, "God, you're such." And I looked at him, and the, I just looked at this guy. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you're woke." Um, I was judging a book by its cover. I'm like, "You." I don't even know what that means, to be quite frank. I I think it means like I feel like an old guy saying that, but I think it means that you're just like it's. First of all, it seems very arrogant. Like I'm woke. You gotta stay woke, motherfucker. Is it you gotta be woke as fuck. Basically, being like alert. It means like you're enlightened. My understanding is you're you're aware of the bigger picture here. Okay. And you're aware that um, you know, it seems like a conspiracy theory sort of thing yeah. where it's like, "Hey man, I woke up." You know, I woke up from the matrix and I know what's really going on here, man. You got to stay woke. It's like, "Jesus Christ." All right. So, anyway, aside from just the usual I'm woke assholes. AF. Yeah, exactly. So the usual assholes. I've noticed several times in the last couple of weeks when I'm either going through the turnstiles or coming out of the turnstiles, there's a fucking cop just sitting in one of those, occupying one of them. So people can neither leave nor go through them because they're, they're standing there. Now, let me, I want to preface this entire conversation uh, by saying that we are All not. All lives matter. That we are not <laughs> indicting police. Like, we're, this is not coming against police officers, this is not a rant against. Some like against police officers as a whole. This is saying that there are some really shitty. And you can find this in any any job you go to. You this who, is just you evidence. Know who, you know who wouldn't do this? Who? Officer Brock. Officer Brock knows. Officer not Brock to do knows this. not to do this. Right. Because he knows what it's like to be a good human. Yes. And that perception becomes reality. Right. And you, so again, you were, this is not against all cops. So before we get the ire, we draw the ire of the internet. Like this is the same thing as like going. I walked into a store and there was a clerk there that was being a huge douchebag. Right. It's ju- it's not it's saying, not all cops. It's these it's particular these buttholes that I've particular seen. Particular buttholes, exactly. So preface it with, or start start by by kind of going over what you were talking about in training. Sure. Like what so, what what you do. Well, I've been more uh, aware of this. I've been more woke to this lately <laughs> because uh, I do a lot right. of customer service training. Uh, and one of the things we talk about is one to be a good human. Yeah, that means being on time, having mutual respect, participating. You know, like all that good stuff. And the other thing we talk about is perception becoming reality. So, if for example you have an office at work and you're always sleeping in your office, even if it's like your lunch break, if people walk by and they see you sleeping in your office, they don't know it's your break. They just think you're sleeping on the job. Right. So they think you're lazy and right. whatever. Is that fair? I probably not, but it's something you need to consider being aware of what you're doing. Yeah, well, I think we live in a world where we make a lot of snap judgments based off of what we see, and mm-hmm. we have to. And yeah. then then you can educate yourself further than that and get more information, but a lot of the t- a lot of what we do is we make initial assessments based off of what we see. It's a very visual society. So, someone walks by, sees you sleeping, they don't know your story. They don't mm-hmm. know what time you went to lunch. That you're, they just see you sleeping. Boom. That's exactly. It. Yeah. it kind of leads into something else we talk about called personal branding, which mm-hmm. is a personal brand is a thing that people – something you can set for yourself. You can actually manage this. But it's usually referred to as the things that people say about you when you leave the room. So if you know people see me sleeping all the time, even if it's my break, people are probably going to look at me when I leave the room like, man, that Doug, he's a lazy dude. Mm-hmm. He's always sleeping at work. You know, I might always get my work done, but people are going to be like, I don't know if I'm going to trust him right. to do anything else because he's always sleeping. He right. seems lazy. 
So that's something that I can personally affect. So, so keeping in mind with that, same thing, like if someone were always to get personal calls on their cell phone and they were just to answer their cell phone at right. their desk or their cubicle or wherever, people are going to be like, this guy's talking on his cell phone a company time or streaming video right. on company time, like at his desk. That doesn't look good. It makes you look like inadequate. So with those thoughts in mind, as I'm you know teaching this stuff on a regular basis, I walk by and I see a police officer just sort of like lackadaisically leaning up a turnstile, taking it up, make so that people cannot go in or out of that turnstile, and they're fucking around on their phones. Right. And I just look at that, I was like, you know, the police already have a bad rap. You know, people look at you as overly aggressive. People don't trust That's you. That's the Chicago police. Yes, they have a history of violence. <laughs> right, well, and they're, I mean, they have, as of late, gone gone through some, some PR issues, we'll yes. say. Yeah. And... You know, and to see someone who is, I don't know, I'm assuming their job for, I don't know how police officers' jobs work. I assume they just, you know, close their eyes and shoot their guns. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just, total joke, total joke. Uh, not funny one. Um, but I'm assuming that if they are stationed, I guess their job is, because that same guy who was just fucking around his phone, there was also two guys outside and they were just hanging out. I'm assuming their job was just, you know, stay here and keep be alert to be a presence. I guess patrol this yeah. this station or yeah. whatever. So, if that is their job, because again, I don't know what's going on. My perception is they're supposed to be keeping track of anything that's right. going on. If there's any sort of nefarious deeds or whatever, under the and, under the the thought of perception becomes reality. Yeah, your, your perception is that they should. Yeah, if there's cops around, I'm assuming. They're not, you know, they're not on break because they're not, you know, whatever. And they're just, if they're on break, they're probably not going to be hanging out or whatever. You know what I mean? They're going to be doing something else. In a subway station. Exactly. They're not yeah. going to be like, oh, we're on a break. We're just going to hang out over here at the red line. No, right. they're going to be doing, they're on break. They're going to be on break. They're going to be off the streets or whatever. So if they are physically there and all that taking up a turnstile. That's the thing. <laughs> we'll come back to, finish your thought. I want to come back to that. But if, if their job is supposed to be being aware and keeping tabs on things, well, here's this guy who's just sitting there fucking around on his phone not doing that. Right. So my perception is here's a guy who has a ton of responsibility who is dicking around. And not only that, he's in the way. He's right. causing an inconvenience right. because he's taking up a turnstile. And I'm like, fuck you right. for doing that. And that's the thing that I've seen. I've gone through, through the Roosevelt stop plenty of times and seen the same thing where – they <clears throat> wedge their ass right in into even CTA workers do this too, yeah. and that pisses me off. In too. fairness, I, absolutely, they absolutely do. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there's people, so they'll they'll wedge their ass in there. They'll they'll it's just wide enough for someone to go through. So they'll kind of lean forward or lean back, elbows on either side of the turnstile, mm-hmm. and they they're in they're in the actual uh, like canal that or mm-hmm. the the little the chute the chute. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. They're in the chute that you walk through, and they are blocking an entrance and or an exit. And it it, it drives me just as nuts when I see a, a cop car or some some a, th- a car of authority, if you will, you know, parked in a bus stop, parked up. They've driven up onto the sidewalk. They're and it's it's not for an emergency. Like mm-hmm. they, I didn't come screeching up, yeah. and they're they're running out or or they're questioning someone. They're just they they park and they go. I, I see them going to a restaurant, and I'm like, look, I I understand you have 
the ability to do this and no one's going to question you, but it doesn't make it right. It's the same it thing. It does where not they, make it right. They get to a stoplight and they basically just don't want to stop. They just flip their lights and go through the light. Right. And then they turn them off yeah. and you just see them coast. They're not, they're not in a hurry to get somewhere, yeah. but they don't want to wait. Now, again, I understand you have the ability to do it, but perception. you have the perception becomes a reality. You have to understand I see that and I, my perception is that you're a cocksucker. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, I I don't... And this same guy is going to stop you for running through a red light? It's like, well, you just fucking did it. I, again, yeah. If I'm in, if you're going to lead by example, then I'm going to go ahead and just roll this red light as well. And yeah. if you stop me, then I'm going to go, well, you did it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and it's a childish I, thing, but again, like... It is. A, I understand there... You... And I, again, <laughs> I, this is where I'm back and forth, because I understand it's... And I don't want to say it's different rules for them, but... Yes, they do have the authority. I, I absolutely understand that. But they under do. the right circumstances. Yes. They don't just get to do it because they want to. They go through there when they have to get somewhere quickly because right. they're responding to a call. Right. Now, did you know that if you roll through as an emergency vehicle, if you roll through a red light and you hit someone in that intersection, you are at fault? That makes sense. Because you're technically, legally not allowed to run a red light. Yeah. It's just understood that, oh, they've got their lights on. They're off to an emergency. Everyone's going to just... Out of the courtesy of humanity, we're going to make room for people yeah. to get through. But if a fire truck were to barrel through an intersection and someone was pulling out on green and they got hit, the fire truck ran a red light. Yeah, like and that and again, I'm sure someone out there will refute that. But I'm I that that is as I know it to be. That is that is accurate. That is the law. Well, that's why they don't just blow through them either. Right? Like, they're very they cautious. Kind of like, they kind of ace their way. They're yeah. like, and their their sirens are very loud, right. so everyone knows that they're coming. And then you and it's know, understood that hey, yeah. look, we're trying to get somewhere to save a life, so everyone yeah. else maybe just let the let us the fuck through. Yeah. But when a, when when you're doing that because you're just bored and you don't want to wait like, eh, in a red light, I don't, I don't, I don't, you're not ex- yeah. just because you are the law does not mean you're exempt from the law. Yeah. And I think that's what's frustrating is because um, you know, first of all, I think being a police officer is an impossible job, and I think honestly, only I a small most- percentage of people could really do it and do it well. Yeah, I have the utmost respect for a a good police officer. Yeah. A good fireman, a good EMT, mm-hmm. a good, you know, soldier. I I have the utmost respect for someone mm-hmm. who does their job, they do it well and they do it to the letter. Mm-hmm. But to, you know, to see someone doing that and it's like it's just it's it's funny to me because we they are put up on a pedestal, so I think when I see something like that, that's no different. That's no different than you walking into like I don't know a Burger King, and someone's just sitting down at the cashier and they're just eating a burger, and you're like, "Hey, I'd like to order." Like, "Oh no, I'm on break." You're and right. They're just eating right. and texting and stuff. It's right. like, wait, what are you doing? Oh no, I'm on break right now. Sorry, I can't help you. Right. Okay. Or like if you're at a supermarket. And there's just you know a guy who's pushing all the carts and he's just blocking one of the the, the doors right to get in with his carts. And you're like, excuse me. Or if there's let, there's an active uh, there's an active uh, register open mm-hmm. and there's someone standing there just talking to the clerk. Yeah. And you're like, I'd like to use this. And like, there's other open ones. Go ahead. Yeah. Go to the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. This is sorry. Like, no, get the fuck out of my way. I want to use this one. Yeah. It's- you don't. You just because you work here does not mean that you can prevent me from using this public facility. Yeah. So get the fuck out of my way. It's being a good human yeah. and perception becoming reality. Right. And so when I see a police officer doing that, it really upsets me because I'm like, look, man, the perception of this department and this organization is already pretty low. Yeah. So to do this on top of it, and again, I think that'd be boring as fuck. 
to be like, all right, watch the station. All right. Right. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you whip out your fucking phone. Right. And take up a turnstile spot just so you can lean against something or put your back against something or whatever. Right. Like, it's like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, that's insane to me. And it's frustrating. And I'm like, man. And again, like we said earlier, like they could be on the phone with their captain. They could be checking a work email. They could be they could be checking something work related. But perception being reality, we don't know that. Yeah. It looks like you are on your cell phone playing Candy Crush or his, something. His posture looked. Didn't, it didn't make it look like it he was. On, really, he was responding to an official communication. He didn't exude professionalism. Let's sure. just say that he was just right. Right. What we got going on right. here? You know. And that's a really good interpretation, I think, of that guy. Naturally, yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, and the thing that I think drives me the most nuts is that I don't feel I don't feel comfortable, and, and this could just be me. I don't feel comfortable enough to address them. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Because the thing is, I know <laughs> technically I could ask the guy to move. Yeah, and I would be within the right. There's there's literally nothing he could do to me for asking him. You know what I mean? Like he can't arrest me for asking him to move out of my way. Yeah, he's not going to shoot. Well. He might not shoot me. <laughs> he might tase me. I mean, he, I, you know, but like from a all joking aside, there's nothing he can do to me for saying, excuse me, you're in my way. Well, if, if, if I was a CTA worker, I'd be like, hey, man, you guys can't. Like, I appreciate you being here. You just can't take up these turns. Right. Like, it's so I, everyone, yeah. I feel like everyone who works for the CTA hates their life. Well, they do. Yeah. And I don't blame them because that's a you know me. I've had I have issues with the CTA. So, yeah. yeah. Well, again, it's a small. I don't blame those where, workers for having issues with their job. But it's like, again, how do you change that culture? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's something as simple as just being civil. Yeah. You know, and again, they deal with shitty people. I get it. I mean, that's the thing. We're not, they're not working at Disney World here, you know. <laughs> they're working at a public Which I feel like isn't much better, to be quite frank, working it, at Disney. It is a little bit because they at least give you the authority to make people be happy. Whereas at CTA, they're not like, oh, is someone dissatisfied? Give them a nice sugary ice cream cone. Like, you know, sure. here's some popcorn. Give them a stuffed animal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you and I can debate this later, but I, <laughs> I think going, you're taking it from the perspective of going to Disney and what you see. I don't think I very. Disney works you to the bone, but their purpose is you need to be there to make. I just love how much you'll defend Disney. I, I absolutely adore how much you defend Disney. They consistently Disney. are, are <laughs> praised for the customer service and the things that they provide. It's the most happiest place on earth, Justin. You don't get that phrase without making people happy on a regular basis. You know, you Imagine know, if you know who else was, were happy? Who, who? The Nazis. Okay. And they were very happy with themselves. I feel like you're trying to pull a Doug move here. And I, I, don't j- I think I just did. I Mike dropped. I don't, Hold I don't, on. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it worked. But uh, <laughs> it seems like one of the gambits I used to use. But I don't think you, you pulled it off. But you know what? Good effort, Justin. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, but yeah, I, I just look at something like that where yeah, it's it's a sh- working in the CTA would be miserable. Yeah. I just just yesterday when I was walking through the turnstile, I looked into this poorly lit CTA office. You know, right there where this woman was just roughly trying to cut up her lunch and try to eat it. I was like, man, what if your first day was walking into that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Dimly lit place where you're only going to be you're going to be dealing with a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. A bunch of people who are stealing shit, who are doing stuff they're not supposed to. You know, I watched this girl sneak under the turnstiles 
I was like looking around for someone like no one's gonna catch her. Right. Really. Right. I was like, oh man, like that sucks because Drew got caught. Yes, he did. And spent the night in, in <laughs> as he likes to say, spent the night in prison. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just one of those things where I'm like, that sucks because anytime you're dealing with the public, it's rough. <clears throat> yeah. Especially with something like public transportation where yeah. people are relying on that to get to places on time. Yeah. I think for me, I think I am I am more lenient because I understand. I look, I get it. CTA workers, they don't have a great job. Yeah, it's it's just I'm I'm assuming it's just not a great. The CTA itself may take care of them. I don't know what their benefits are. I don't know what their pay is. But the job in and of itself is not glamorous. It's not. It's thankless. Like people mm-hmm. get pissed at you for turnstiles out. So I'm going to yell at this person. Like it, you, it's not a thankful job. It's a thankless job. Yeah. And the police have a very fucking hard job, and I yeah. fully recognize that. So I'm actually way more lenient with them being on their phones. That doesn't drive me as nuts as when someone is lazily slumping into a turn. Like when mm. you were when you were impeding the people you're working for. Like you're like the CTA and the police are there to serve and protect. Police obviously serve and protect. CTA workers are there to make sure that everything's running smoothly. Mm-hmm. When you're impeding the flow or the ability for me to use something that you're supposed to be there helping me with, mm-hmm. that that's the thing that pisses me off. Yeah. Like if someone pulls out their phone, because at work, who you show me one person who has never pulled their phone out at work. Mm-hmm. That's It doesn't exist. Like I've checked my phone at work. Yeah. It's not, I, I, I'm okay with that. It's it's when you are impeding me from using something that is supposed to be open to the public, and because you're lazy and you want to you want to sit here and you know that no one's going to say shit to you, that's the thing that drives me. Because to me, that feels like an abuse of power. And when power is abused, yeah. that's when I get pissed. Well, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, how many people have pulled their phone out at work? Yeah, that's cool. It's still not the okay, not okay to do. You know what I mean? Depending yeah. on the yeah. situation. And yeah. again, I feel like police have this. You know, even more difficult task of being in that profession. Well, you're supposed to be where, alert. Yeah, you're supposed to be again. Because what is their job at that station? Right. Is it to be alert and pay attention? Because if that guy wants to do that, go to a fucking car. Right. Do yeah. that in the car or whatever it is you're doing. Guess it, what? Your you, car is parked outside in the bus lane, so just go, <laughs> go yeah. sit in there. You're yeah. only occupying space. Yeah. And like it's just stuff like that. I'm like, you can't just do that. And again. What are police dealing with every day? Bad things. Terrible. They're never thing, going yeah. to, hey, we called you for the birthday party. Come on by. We need the cop to come to the birthday party. <laughs> no. They're dealing with assholes. I also saw a bike cop just getting berated by some crazy person on my way home the other day. Yeah. And, all, and you know what? They had to fucking take it. The person's like, get the fuck out of my face. You have no reason. You have no authority. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. And they just were egging. And I was like, I, this guy was struggling with dealing with that. And yeah. I, know, I don't blame him because I you, love the fact that the guy said you have no authority. Where I'm yeah. like, eh, you're way off the mark there, pal. Yeah. And there was another kind of like planes plain clothes cop right there with them too. Yeah, they just yeah. had to sit there and take it from this crazy person who's just saying nasty, awful stuff. And right. they just it's almost like to, being in customer service. Right. And they have to take that and then move on. But right. that, you know, that is part of their job and they should be trained to deal with that. Yeah. And it's tough. It's not something, I mean, can you imagine just getting that all day, every day and then coming home and just going, oh. no. well, and then the fact that you're also allowed to carry a gun. Yeah. Like I would use it. <laughs> I mean, again, it's there's so much stress that comes with that right. job, so I get it. But at the same time, I'm just like, hey, look, man, like if you, it's 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 like we we've, we've given countless examples. Any other situation, if you are supposed to be doing something and you pull out your phone, 
occupy a space, you're in the way right. of other people trying to use something, and you just look like you're not doing your job, it's not okay. No, not at all. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start taking pictures of them. I just honestly, while we were talking, I was like, what if I could just pull out my phone and video record that guy? I'm absolutely going to do that. Next time I see that, because there's, there is absolutely nothing illegal about that. Yeah. You're in a public place. They are a public of like they're a public worker. Yeah. And they're they are doing something that is that is I would consider I would deem inappropriate. Yeah. It's very inappropriate. So I I think that that's that's going to be my passive aggressive form of protest is just <laughs> taking pictures and posting it up and just seeing what happens. Yeah. It's probably just, nothing. I'll probably again, I'll probably draw the ire of the internet, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's tough cuz like we've said we we respect that job and I, yes. again I don't I think there's only a certain percentage of people that can honestly do that and do it well well and, and but, truthfully too I think there's only a certain percentage of people who are bad at their at that job yeah. like I, I again any job you're gonna have, bad you're gonna apples. have dickheads in any job and like I last think that's, podcast we're talking about you know there's always someone that ruins the privilege for everyone else right you know? and so the guy that, that guy's guy, gonna make it basically they're gonna put to send out an internal memo it's like you can't be on your phones anymore because right. this fucker right here they're like thanks Kevin yeah way to go Kevin you dick yeah. Can't, you can't keep it in your pants. Right, exactly. Literally. Yeah. Both your wiener and your phone. <laughs> yeah, stop texting dick pics on the job. God. Speaking of Anthony Wiener, did you hear about that guy? Did he uh, pleaded guilty to sending uh, pornographic images to a minor? Yeah. I didn't Four- realize it was a minor. A 14-year-old. A 14-year-old? Yeah. I did not know the details of this. This guy. I thought he was just sending it to other consenting adults. I did not realize that. I mean, I don't know That's the details. That's fucking gross. I mean, I don't know if he knew or whatever, but he it got to a 14-year-old. I'm just like, I turn to Jill and I go, do you think this is like he has what like... a dickhead. Does he have a problem or is it a power thing? Or is it both? Does one exacerbate well, the other? That's... Because That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I fully believe that there are there are like there are addictions for everything. So I I fully believe there are. I like to say there's gonna be there's a dick for everything. Look, there's a there's an Anthony Weiner for everything. <laughs> I think I might be the first one to make a Weiner joke about his name. Probably. I think I'm original. I would say one thing. You know, people have lots of names that kind of like the 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 entomology of it. It's like blacksmith. Cool. You used to your family used to be a blacksmith. Right. He's lived up to his last name. He's lived up to the true nature of he's made his heritage proud yes um no i would say i there i definitely think there are addictions like there are sex addictions i don't think that's a because some people like oh sure you're addicted to sex yeah you're you're a good guy right yeah i honestly do think there are i believe in the fact that there are sex addictions there are tv addictions there are where you physically like you have to do it you've got this like weird primal thing that just makes you I like, I can't like, turn off the TV, or I have to fuck or jerk off or something. I feel like when it comes to the sex addiction thing, I think I do believe there's triggers for that yeah. sort of stuff. And sure. obviously, I think probably 10, 15 years from now, when that's like, you know, we learn more about it, like, we're going to look back at some of the sitcoms and be like, oh, wow, we were really insensitive um, <laughs> to that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because it seems like a cop-out. Like, oh, yeah, I was addicted to sex. Right. Um, but I do believe that like just there's some things that people will see something like I don't know maybe a beautiful woman on a magazine cover and they're like oh god and they have to go and right. take care of business like they will not be able to do anything else right or some like stockings or high heels yeah. or a certain color or yeah. swimsuits or like some, they see a commercial something with someone it, yeah. bending over in tight jeans and like I gotta go you right know, it's like exactly. it's just you know it hits some sort of fantasy some receptor and they're like I've I want that where yeah. your average person would be like oh that's pretty sexy and maybe they just kind of like let it go or maybe they're like I'll save that for later right, or whatever. Exactly, but then another yeah. person's like, I have to, I cannot focus on anything else. I, I have must to act, act on, on this, this yep. immediately. 
that seems well within the realm of possibility yeah. for me in that sort of regard. Um, I also think people are just horny all the time. You know, just yeah. in, in, I think we live in a horny society. Yeah. And I think if you're then in a, power, a position of power, I feel like that exacerbates that situation. I would agree, yeah. Because you feel, again, it's, that, it's the cop sitting in the turnstile. You feel like, who's going to challenge me? Who's going to say something because I have a position of authority? Or that they're going to be like, who wants to touch me? Because I'm in a position of authority. Right. Yeah, I mean, either way, yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, like, because you don't think you're going to get in trouble with it. And you, you think that because you have authority, it's a more of an attractive, it's a, an attractive stature to hold. And I just feel like, you know, there's been multiple examples. You know, Bill Burr has a nice bit about this, about how Arnold Schwarzenegger was a great man, you know, achieved greatness. And then... I think he said, what was it, the gold-digging whores tried to essentially uh, bring him down. Because he was decided he wanted to bang a maid. He goes, who wouldn't? A guy who's achieved so much, why couldn't he achieve this? Having sex with his maid. You know, he talked about everything he had done up to that point. He became governor. You know, he started out as an immigrant. You know, he became a bodybuilder. And he decided, you know what I'm going to do? Despite my horrible accent... I want to be in Hollywood, and he did it. He achieved it, and then he just said, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to go into politics, and he did it. He became governor. Why wouldn't he think he could have sex with his maid and get away with it? <laughs> oh, so he's so his point was, why, why, why would he assume otherwise? Why would he think that's not yeah. something that's achievable? His yeah. overall joke is like, we're tearing down, quote-unquote, great men. Oh, you know, these great men are being torn down. <laughs> Which, do you think Bill Burr is a feminist? <laughs> Again, that's a joke that only Bill Burr could craft yeah. and deliver. Because um, that was towards the end of a special, too. So at that point, you were pretty much on board with it. You, so you were was, either still watching it or you had turned it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was it was very funny. But I feel like when people get into that position of power, it's intoxicating. Yeah. And it's one of those things where people feel like, yeah, I can have sex with whoever I want. Right. Or we can do whatever I want. And, and I think that's becoming more and more apparent as technology out there in the world and these old fogies <laughs> and out there are like, yeah. we should email this to each other, you know, and like people realize, wow, this is a terrible idea. As long as we don't CC anyone, no one can see this. Yeah. Something else I learned, using your company email for personal per- bi- you know, issues or personal business is a bad idea. Did someone do that? Well, yeah. Well, not – I mean, we have that rule in place. We, we notify people because right. like if you send – Personal email stuff through your business email, and because that's company property, if there's a legal issue or whatever, we can then dig through that yeah. and use that as evidence yeah. in any sort of legal proceedings. Sure. So if these guys are dumb enough to send emails, personal emails through their business email address, they're fucking idiots. Uh huh. So that's the sort of stuff where it's like, yeah. let's get those emails. <laughs> let's get those. And if you're texting through, you know, you know, government phones, provided phones, I mean, uh-huh. that's technically. You know, all of that lives on a server property, somewhere. Yeah, right. Let's so, not forget that anything electronically sent lives somewhere. Yeah, and once you send it out, you can't control where it goes. Right. That's another thing we tell them. <laughs> once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. You can't control who gets who gets what from there. Who who gets it? Who forwards it? Or and I love I love the people who think that oh, there's the. Because you can you can sometimes you can unsend an email or you can delete. You, you can know, recall it. You can recall something. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's okay, I, I recalled it, or I unsent this thing, or I deleted it, or I removed the post, or I... I'm like, that means jack fucking shit. It's there, man. <laughs> it is. Once you hit that button, it's fucking there. Yeah. You don't, you don't... Failure to grasp that concept means that you shouldn't use a computer. Exactly. And that's why we try to talk to everyone, you know, my company, about using social media. We're like, hey, 
When in doubt, don't do it. <laughs> if, you, if, if you have the thought of, should I? Then you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there was some sort of law that was a few, maybe, I don't know, it was, I think, mid-2000s or something yeah. like that, which basically allowed, it was made illegal for potential employers to look at, um, you know, people that they're interviewing and decide, you know, they can look at their, their social media. Yeah. And they can exclude them based on that. Yeah. Before they may be able to peek at it and get an idea, but they couldn't exclude them, you know, specifically oh, okay. for that. But I think it made it illegal. I was like, yeah, if someone's basically, you know, posting dick pics, you know, all over their Facebook wall, they're like, yeah, we're not going to go ahead and, you know, do this. Guy. Right. Yeah. So that sort of stuff is really interesting. interesting. And I'm always fascinated on people that lose their jobs over the stuff they do over social media. Oh, the 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 listicles. And I, I hate to reference BuzzFeed, but the listicles on like BuzzFeed of like the. I always whenever I hear that, I always think testicles. Well, yeah. You know, that's that's fair. Because it sounds like it. Testicles, if you will. Yes, the great uh, ball philosopher. <laughs> Testicles, the great. <laughs> Testicles, the great. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, he always thought with the sack. <laughs> um, no, but those 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 list articles. Is that better? Um, Listicles. Listicles. Uh, that show the like fifteen people who didn't know how to social media or who lost their job yeah. and. Like the the one that I always go back to is the kid at Taco Bell mm-hmm. who licked the stack of taco shells. Have you seen that? Yeah. And and he posted it, and Taco Bell's like, "Well, you're gone. Yeah. And you probably won't get like that. That went viral. Yeah. There's no way the kid's gonna work again. Well, there was another one where a kid made it look like he was peeing into something, but it was actually Mountain Dew. Right. But they still fired him for it because it. It spread throughout Perception the Perception becomes, becomes reality. Because it makes it seem like their brand, they're hiring shitty people exactly. who piss into their ingredients. And it's exactly. like, oh, why people choose to record that stuff is beyond me. Yeah. I yeah. Well, and then there's the people, though. There's Justin Bieber. Yeah. Who, you know, pissed into a mop bucket in uh, the back the of a restaurant yeah. in the kitchen. And then, I don't he did something else to a picture or something. Like, basically... Anyone else who would have done that would have gotten fired from their job. And yeah. I'm using air quotes, fired yeah. from their job, because I don't know. He doesn't really have a job, per se. He's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. Again, rebounded from it. And I understand he was a kid, he was younger at the time and yada, yeah. yada, yada. But still, if someone else had done that, that person would have felt extreme. They would have been tanked. Yeah. They would have been tanked. Yeah. And so, again, that position of authority, that position of power saved him. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. Because it's funny, too, when you think about power and, like, what's sexy to people. When I, It didn't take me until, like, I'd probably say the m- last five years where I'm like, wow, politicians are sexy. Like, you know, Do you pe- find them sexy? No. Oh, like, okay. It's just the fact that people are like, they they just, they get a lot of sex being in political power. I'm like, really? Yeah. I was I, like, I understand athletes, rock stars, yeah. you know, beat poets, you know. It all makes sense, you know, to some regard. Um, but... I was like, wow, governor, really? Like right. that's really gonna open up the door to, to Poontown? I like, suppose I get I mean yeah. I mean there's gotta be some some something to, to do with like the wealth that's the perceived wealth that's involved with well, it. I mean in, in, or is it just the straight up power? They are powerful. I mean, they decide whether certain things happen or don't, you know. I yeah. mean I mean, the president I could understand, you know, because that's the president of the entire country. So, you right. know, that person does a lot of stuff. But again, but I, I just don't know if I've I don't ever find found... That, I don't find that power sexy. 
I, no, I don't either. I, I mean, yeah, mostly because it's white dudes that are in power, and I'm not really attracted to white dudes. That's fair. So yeah. that's probably what it is. That's fair. Um, but um, I just, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't. I think it, the the thing, for, yeah, for me on a just a personal taste level, like guy or girl, mm-hmm. I don't because even I no problem admitting if you know, oh that you know. It's an attractive man, or that guy is sexy. He has sex appeal to him. Mm-hmm. Guy or girl doesn't matter. I in a position of power doesn't do it for me. Yeah, like if I'm looking, if I'm if I'm seeing it, it is physically. It's it's the personality of the person, and sure. it's the look of the person. Are they physically attractive? Yeah, in my eyes, like yeah. that that is that determines. You could have someone who is dirt poor, but in my eyes, still very attractive. Yeah, you know, and I so the the power thing has never for me has never played into it. I think power is also to me is like it's weird because I feel like I'm stepping into a realm that I don't understand. The power realm? Yeah. It's like for example, um, we had some new hires who were some higher level folks and they weren't following the traditional new hire operations sort of uh, uh, protocol where they would go meet with their managers and shadow whatever. So these guys had to Because they were getting hired into a higher position. Yeah, they okay. were like high level of the organization, so they had to meet with a lot of the, you know, C level folks and things like that. So I was like, Well, how do I go about setting up meetings for this? Like I didn't know what the protocol was. So I was like emailing them and it's like their administrative assistants were like, Don't email them directly and you should I'm like, How the fuck am I supposed to know this? Right. You know, and I'm like at least I was looking at their calendars to see when they were free, don't email you know. Them directly. And I was just like, I felt like I was so out of my league, right? Like I was just like, I don't, I for me, I'm not about being fancy, right? I don't. I'm like, can we just cut through the bullshit here? Like these guys need to meet with you. When are you free? They're like, you can't talk to the CFO that way. And right. I'm like, well, I don't. How else am I supposed to do this? What are the channels I'm supposed to? No one gave me the process guide. Well, I think that's the other thing. No one gave me the process guide. I don't know what I'm I supposed love to it. do. Yeah. If you need to email someone from the C level, please follow the following steps. Right. It's like what? I don't know. Number one, submit a support ticket to <laughs> their administrative assistant. If Number you don't two, know who it is, too bad. Right. <laughs> Number two, you're fired. <laughs> Um, no, I, I that's I feel the same way with uh, this the whole pomp and circumstance. I understand people of a higher authority are te- te- tend to be busier. Yeah, they have a lot of people who are vying for their annoyingly attention. Annoyingly busy. Annoyingly busy. They have a lot of people vying for their attention. They've got a lot of a lot of st- very big decisions and things to make and meetings to go to. I get that. I absolutely get that. The the guise of them being untouchable, though, I don't understand. I've yeah. never understood it. Yeah. The thing, the one thing I will say that I'm very, I, I always found very refreshing is that the president of our company, mm-hmm. uh, she, when you see her in the hall, she'll say, "Hey, Justin, mm-hmm. like knows your name. I've ridden the elevator with her be- yeah. many times before, and she's asked about personal stuff. Like mm-hmm. she, she's very approachable. Yeah. Now I don't, I, I don't know if I would feel comfortable marching in her office and going, "Hey, you got a second? Uh, yeah. You know, but. I mean, I if I see her, I, there's no. Can I say hi? Do yeah. I have to ask the person following her if I can talk to her? Like, yeah. I, that's none of that. Yeah, and that is refreshing to me. Mm-hmm. The people who hide behind this 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 wall of anonymity or on yeah anonymity mm-hmm. of like you don't know who I am really and you can't see me or talk to me. I don't get. I just don't get it. You're a fucking. Pro- you yeah. go home and you take painful shits. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, you know, you go home. And you eat a pint of ice cream. That happens. Yeah. You do the same things I do. Yeah. It's You're just, no different. It's the same thing at the hotel. You just make more money than I do. At the hotel I used to work at, you know, like I'd go 
like talk to the general manager. I remember my boss was like, you can't talk to him like that. Or you got to make sure you do this. You got to make sure you do that. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Walk into his office, take off my shoes and bow. Right. I, what do you, I don't, this guy's a fucking idiot when it comes to technology. His desk involved like a literal desk that had a drawer that pulled out so he could put his like freaking key. He would be like, Hey, uh, Doug, can you check and see, uh, how many, uh, check-ins and checkouts we have today? And I'm like, you've got a fucking computer with the same software. You fucking look it up. Is your keyboard drawer locked again? I was just like, <laughs> did you lock a keyboard in there, buddy? Hmm, did you? Or it's just, you know, that sort of stuff where people are like, uh, oh, he's coming in. You know, make sure that this is ready to go. Or he would have uh, the bellman go and get his suits from the dry cleaner and put right. them in his car. Or he'd ask them, he'd, he'd give them money to go get a newspaper out of the machine out of the front of the building. And I was like, dude, fuck oh, you. walk your ass yeah. over to the fucking vending machine and get a newspaper. Yeah, I was like, why? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, And what made it even worse were like, there was this, these uh, two ladies in marketing that for some reason rose to some immense power. Okay. And they would pull the same shit. <laughs> They're like, could you have the bellman come up here with a cart? I need to put have something get put in my car. And then they would go and they would put... I was like, hey. Are you that hey, busy? You fucking do that. Right. If you need help, that's fine. But it was just like, I, I one time I had to do it because the Bellman were busy. And I was like sitting there. I was like, you got to be. I was like putting in her car. And I was like, do you want me to put the seatbelt around it for you? Do you, <laughs> so like, you want me to kind of poking it? a little bit? I was like, you want me to buckle it up for you? Like, I was just, I was like, did you say you. it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you want me to buckle it up for you? I made it seem like I was joking, but yeah. I was really more of like a fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to buckle it up? Yeah. I was like, fuck you off. You want me to read a bedtime story to it? I was just like, look, you know. I understand if something's too heavy. This is not that heavy. You could have carried this down by yeah. yourself. Like, fuck off. And are you really at, at the at that hotel? Are you really that busy? Are you are you so swamped with things to do that you can't grab a cart? I was like, and you, take something to your fucking car. That's. Are you heading to your car? Are you gonna take? Are you gonna head to your car to drive home? Yeah. Guess what? Go get a fucking cart. <laughs> well, yeah, because I go. You realize what I'm doing, right? You're pulling me away from serving our customers right. to help you because you're too lazy to come down and get a cart. Right. You know what you have to do? You take the elevator down one floor. <laughs> you grab a cart. You take the elevator up one floor. You wheel it into your office. Right. Put what you want on there. Wheel it back. Take it down one. Fl- like it's not that hard. Right. You're it's, just lazy. Yeah. You're or lazy. it's lazy, or you're it's entitled. This this self entitlement. I'd like to think. That and I can't speak to it because I haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think that if and when I ever I get a uh, a a little bit of power under me, I'd like to think that I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that I won't be that because I understand power can be intoxicating. People can lose their lose who they are in mm-hmm. it, and people can go because when you have and I've heard a lot of celebrities in interviews when they speak very candidly. I've heard them say, uh, and even like on the Nerdist, I have heard people because. Mm-hmm. Chris Hardwick really gets them to kind of open up and yeah. have that very candid discussion. A lot of them have said that with, when the fame kind of hits you all of a sudden out of nowhere, and it's like this overnight thing, like you've been working as an actor, you've been working, mm-hmm. you've been working, and then all of a sudden that thing happens and you're just propelled. You've got people you know, giving you gifts, and you've got them saying, here's I, taking care of your schedule for you, and you've got cars yeah. pulling up for you, and you've got free meals, and you've got rooms, and you're staying mm-hmm. in the top of the penthouses, and all these other things. And I've heard a lot of them say it's very mentally, it's very fucked up because mm-hmm. you don't, for so many years, you've like, I've been doing all of this myself. Why are you all doing this for me? Yeah. And it's very easy to get lost in that and then to expect it. And then when the fame goes away and no one does it for you anymore, you get bitter and jaded. Yeah. And you're like, well, why 
why aren't you doing this for me? And then you're like, well, wait a second. Why am I so angry about this? I did this from no one did this for me. That was a thing that happened at the height of my career. Yeah. And it's I so I understand it can get intoxicating, but you have to be self, you have to you have to be aware of the fact that this is not that's not reality. Yeah. That's some weird alternate fame reality or power reality that is not what most people are living in. I also find it like me personally like I don't like people taking care of stuff that I can take care of. I don't know if that's just stubborn or if it's prideful. Controlling or... But, like, for example, like, if I come into a place and someone's like, hey, let me help you with the bags. I'm like, no, actually, I got this. Like, okay. I, I I can totally handle my bags. I feel like that's a Midwestern... I feel like that's your Midwestern roots kicking I guess, in. I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know... You don't want to trouble someone. Yeah. yeah. I, it feels weird. Like, if you go to, like, a fancy restaurant, people are, like, scraping the crumbs away. I'm like, I'm so sorry I made crumbs. Yeah, you feel... You know, yeah. <laughs> Like, I felt the same way. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm a, I'm a pig. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's like you get up to do something like, no, 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 no. Let us take care of that for you. I'm like, no, really. I can get it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't <laughs> mind. Like, it's 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 hard. I don't want you to take care of this for me because I feel weird about it. It's hard yeah. for me to surrender to that right. when I'm like, this seems over the top. Now, some people love that. They love to be pampered. They love to have everything taken care of because I think they want a taste of that lifestyle. And for right. me, I'm like, this is I don't want to live in servant. That's weird. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I can clean this myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about this too, where for fun, I think one day, it may have been in, at, uh, at our, our last job where we were looking at like ridiculous homes in that super wealthy suburb in uh, Chicago. Yes. In Kenilworth or Winnetka. Yeah. Up in I the think North it was Shore. Kenilworth. Yeah, yeah. And we were looking and these were like million dollar homes. And yeah. I was like, dude, will you look at this shit? I go, look at this lawn. Who's going to mow it? <laughs> And you go, Doug, if you can afford that home, you get a landscaper to take care of that for you. And I was like, oh. Yep. I was like, man, who wants a pool? Look at this fountain. I was like, I got to clean that. He goes, again, again. you're not going to be doing that. Someone else is going to be maintaining that. You have you. that mentality that you're like, I buy this. I have to do this. Oh, I was already like that even for a reasonable home. I'm like, God, look at that lawn. Just right. like, we're going to have to deal with a lawn at some point. I'm like, oh, I'm going to shovel the driveway. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to do that. Get to over it. it. Yeah, but but when you move into a certain <laughs> bracket, then yeah, you don't. You no, know, if you've got a sprawling acreage, yeah, generally you can hire someone. to Generally, do you're it. gonna yeah. pay someone to take exactly, care of that yeah. for you because <laughs> you're not gonna hop out there on the riding lawnmower and just. <laughs> and who knows, you might. Maybe. There are those people like my grandfather when he yeah. was in good health. He he loved hopping on his yeah. his John Deere yeah. and zipping around his lawn and 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 mowing it. He loved it. Part of me is actually kind of looking forward to that right now. Right. I don't know why. I'm like I have a kind of feeling that I'm going to be like I'm really taking care of my lawn, fertilizing it. And I like, love my dad. Same thing. He loves getting out, and he he his the back the lawn and the backyard garden area are like his thing. He has done so much fucking work out there. Yeah, and it looks night and day different than when they moved in. Mm-hmm. However, 20, Jesus, twenty years ago, something like that. Anyway, you're old. Hopefully, it does look different in twenty years. But yeah. I mean, he like there have been so many things that he's done, and every summer he prepares himself to go out and like we're gonna the next yeah. phase, and he's yeah. so excited, and it's cool every time to come back and see it happen. And you're like, this is like incredible that like you've taken this as you're just running project, and it just runs year to year to year. And it, there's like, there is something very cool about that, but when it's manageable. Like again, if there was, yeah, if you had three acres of land, yeah, you might not, you know, you might not be able to to take that much care of, sure. of every inch of that land. But you know, while I may not find politicians sexy, I find a well manicured lawn very sexy. 
And I'm saying that as like 75% true, 25% joke. Like, when I see a well manicured lawn, I'm like, damn. Like, I was at the White Sox game. That's awesome. White Sox game like two weeks ago, and I was like, dude, look at this lawn. Like, how do they get those lines? How do they get these lines? I go to Disney World, I'm like, look at these, look at the topiary gardens. I was like, Lee, this grass, this is like Florida grass, man. This is a hardy, hardy breed of grass. It requires, it grows like crazy, and it's it's thick. It's not soft. You know what I mean? How did they get those lines? I was just like, God damn! There's like patterns. You in see the grass. someone who's edged really well along the sidewalk. Yeah. There's no overhanging grass yeah. or anything like that. Like, yeah. or they've really kind of defined their beds where all the yeah. plants are. You're like, dude, this is a really. It's like someone who's got like a really sharp haircut. <laughs> Right, like whoa, okay, that looks all right. That looks really good. It takes a lot of work, yeah, but you do it right, and you're like, oh, okay, good job, fella. Because conversely, a shit, a really poorly mowed lawn, I will absolutely. It's like they miss stuff here and there, and I'm like, when Jill and I went out to see uh, her nephew play soccer, we were driving by the spot, and we kind of had to get stopped in front of this this place. It was like for lease. I'm like, who the fuck's gonna buy this? This lawn looks like garbage. Like, there's just bits it's just tall grass here and there like someone just took it a shot at it it must have been like super overgrown right i'm sure the neighbors are like i'm sure there's snakes living in there like <laughs> that's probably how bad it was <laughs> or i went back uh, i think it was last summer or the summer before to visit my uh, my family i went with my dad to uh, the university there the college and i was just looking around i was like dad your grounds crew, like, what's what's the story here? Like, these guys are being lazy. It's not good. He's like, what do you mean? I go, look, they obviously just mowed and they didn't do any sort of edging with weed eaters. I'm like, look at this. Look at these edges. Like, there's these spots where they couldn't mow. They just let it go. Tall grass yeah. <laughs> sticking up by light poles. I was like, Dad, this looks like shit. Like, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. He's like, I don't work here anymore, Doug. I'm like, this is awful. I'm not, this is unacceptable. Not cool. This place is beautiful and it should be. It should be respected. That's lazy. He was like, all right, Doug. Thank you. I was like, see, Dad, you rubbed off on me. Hope you're happy. I was like, He's I'm like, not, why I'm not are you so pissed off? I'm like, I notice that stuff so much yeah. now. I'm just like, because that's what I had to do for two years. I was I f- like, look at that and decide whether or not something was quality or not. Yeah. I feel like I would, I feel like I, you know, again, if and when I, we, we actually purchased a home with, mm-hmm. with some sort of a landscape, mm-hmm. or, you know, some, some something to take care of around it. Um, I feel like I will be, because I used to go out with my dad all the mm-hmm. time and take care of our yard, and then we would go down to my his mom's house, my grandmother's house, and, and we'd take care of her yard. And mm-hmm. I always enjoyed that time outside. Yeah. Like, I would mow, he would trim, mm-hmm. and that would be how it would go. And and it was, that did was, you all, have a, do you have a riding, did you have a riding one? No, we had a push mower. Yeah, yeah. I always had a push mower, so I fucking hated mowing. I feel like we're misrepresenting. A push mower, I think, is the one with the actual, like, the old school with oh, the drum and blades. It was a gas powered, a gas powered yeah. like yeah. automatic mower. But you know, yeah, yeah I exactly. had the same yeah. thing. It's you're pushing yeah. it. It's not like the un exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually has gas. Yeah, exactly. I had a gas powered one. Yeah, we for a while. I think I can't remember if we had this or not, but I I feel like I remember actually having an electric mower where you had. Ah, I think I had one for a while, and that was terrible. Yeah, not because you're all the whole time. I was like, "Where's the fucking cord? Yeah, right. Or you go too far, and it comes undone. Great, thanks. I feel like life would have been better if I had a riding one. I got my grandfather did have one, like I said, and he his. In fairness, too, he probably didn't need it. It yeah. was he had he had enough lawn where it was just on the cusp of being justified. Yeah, where I was like, if you were thirty years, twenty years younger, I probably would judge you for having a riding lawn more. Yeah. But because you're in your you know yeah. f- 
the 60, well, 50. I mean, depending. It was that lawn that was just yeah. big enough. Yeah. It was also really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't blame him for having it because I was like, this is kind of cool. I had a, I got I had, to do it. I got to ride that once or twice and actually mow the lawn on it once or twice, and it was really fun. Yeah, I had the gas-powered push one, and I just remember I did that, and I, I hated it. That's all I ever did. And then M- Colby, who was on here uh, once before, um, we uh, he had a lawn mowing business. Like He and his dad would go yeah. and do stuff, so I helped him one time. And we were, I got to ride it. I'm like, this is so much easier. Right. Why don't you're we have this? You're just steering. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this That's is amazing. so much easier. Why don't we? And then, oh, my, my, in my parents' lawn, like, cause we moved houses, our old house, totally easy to do with a push lawnmower. Yeah. But then our new house, I was like, God, why don't we have a riding lawnmower? <laughs> like, this is so much more work. A lot of lawn, big space. And before we wrap up here, I want to do another, like, teaching lesson. Uh, let's another do lesson. it. Let's All right, guys, it. guys, when it comes to landscaping and you're about to mow your lawn, there's something you should do first. Justin, what do you think you should do first before you mow the lawn? You're going to go through and you're going to check for rocks. That's okay. Sure. Some some debris, if there's any garbage, very good. What else should you do first? You should... Uh Make sure there's gas in your lawnmower. Okay. That aside, what else should you do? You should make sure that you are wearing sunscreen because you don't want to get burned. Well, we tried, but good job, buddy. Uh, you should uh, trim an edge first. Why? Think about it. So if you're I gonna, won't. Okay. Well, I won't think about it. Because <laughs> this blew my mind when I heard about it because it makes so much practical sense. So if you're going to be trimming all that grass around the edges and stuff like that, and then you're going to mow over it and mulch it up. So it gets cut up with the rest of the grass. Interesting. Okay. I'll yeah. give it to you. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. I will give it to you. Because I would have a chain link fence and I would cut everything. And then I would just have that tall grass laying on top of the grass that I cut. It doesn't get mulched up. It's like, oh. it looks terrible. Touche. Yeah. Touche, honky. I was like, way to go, subject matter expert. <laughs> Way to go. You just learned me something big. Woohoo! So, guys, if you're going to go mow your lawn, make sure you clean up the debris off the lawn first and make sure you trim an edge first. It's been learning with Doug and Justin here on Mind Gap. <laughs> I don't have a good transition, so I'll say once you trim and mow, you know what that space is set up for? A throwdown! Yeah! Because it's a sexy wall manicured arena of death. Exactly <laughs> right. So, today's throwdown. Um, I thought would be an interesting one. Uh, and I think we're probably going to be one of the competitors back for multiple rounds. But okay. for this one, we're going to start them off. It's going to be a host versus host. Okay. All right. Uh, we mentioned him a little earlier. Chris Hardwick. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, he's one of those people who basically is was bred to be a host. Mm-hmm. Like he hosts every show under the sun. Yeah. And is incredible at it. Uh, and is one of my personal heroes. And we're going to put him up against another person who was bred to be a host, Ryan Seacrest. Ooh. We're going to say it's Chris Hardwick versus Ryan Seacrest. Well, my heart wants Hardwick to win. Right. <laughs> well, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> my heart says Hardwick. Seacrest seems like that kind of guy that like died a couple years ago, <laughs> but they replaced most of his parts with robot With bionic parts, yeah. So that he just sort of like... You know, is able to live forever, right? And generate. His, they ca- they, he's kind of still like, like in the in the Warcraft or the Warhammer 40k universe, when a space marine is like horrifically injured, yeah. They but he's still alive. They will entomb him in what's known as a dreadnought. It's this giant mechanical like machine of war. Okay, so they can still function and be part of 
the the fight the, yeah. the fighting yeah. and yet and they live in this machine for hundreds of years Jesus. as they still continue to fight so imagine that's kind of what they're doing with Seacrest I like that yeah like somehow he was like died in an accident or whatever and they're like we can't let him die his brain is still alive we must entomb him in this shell of a human replace his parts with mechanics we let ha- him live forever we can rebuild him we have the technology we have the technology um, Seacrest seems like he's on like a really great diet. And he works out like in that Hollywood sort of way. So I feel like he's going to be in good shape. He probably does like hot yoga. <laughs> he does Bikram. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I bet he does some hot yoga. Speaking of yoga, real quick, I heard there's a place where you can do hot yoga naked, and that sounds terrible. It doesn't surprise me. That sounds I'm sure that would be, yeah. Awful. Can you imagine like everyone doing yoga and just sweating? I've been to hot yoga. I've done it. Now imagine doing that naked. Yeah, well, it'd probably be more comfortable, to be quite honest, because you're not be... sitting there in your clothes oh, in 105 degrees. I would rather do that than just look around, see everyone butt naked, just sweating. Just gr- you want to seems... talk about a sex addiction. <laughs> Dude, if that's your... if that's your, <laughs> You see all the grassy waterways you want. Like, <laughs> oh, way to bring it around. Dude, I'm on fire today. I feel like I'm just... I'm killing it. Woo! Woo! Uh-oh. Um... But, uh, okay, so back to the throne in. Yes. Gross. So, yeah, um, so Seacrest on some sort of a, a, perfe- I imagine they're a perfection on my, diet. I imagine they're on my front lawn. That's what I'm imagining. Well, right I now. think we need to be, yeah. There's a chain link fence that keeps them in the, in the arena. Welcome to the some, cage match. Somehow they've made their way to Kirksville, Missouri. <laughs> and they're both at your house. And they're like, okay, we're doing this. And they're both going, how did we get here? I, I don't know their... Their size, I feel like they're both kind of short. I think, I would say they're both probably around, probably around my height. Yeah, probably right, right around the 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 upper five, like five ten mark. Okay, I might would be my guess. I mean, we could look it up, but they're probably. I think Hardwick probably is a little more trim than Seacrest is. Seacrest seems not that he's fat, but just I think wise. Seacrest has just a little bit more uh, mass to him. Well, here's what I'll say. From what I know, I don't know much about Seacrest other than he was created by, you know, the sources of evil. Yep. To basically, he was birthed from 12 warlocks. Their souls combined to create one entity that is known as Ryan Seacrest. I'm pretty sure Dick Clark built him in a lab. Who? Dick Clark. The rice car driver? Yep. Awesome. So... Um, you do not know Dick Clark? I feel like we've had this conversation. I was like, this was an inside joke from years ago where Dick Clark died, and I go, who? Okay, thank God. <laughs> Woo! All right. And everyone, everyone in my life was like, you don't know who Dick Clark is? And I'm like, no, I don't. Did you really not know who he was? I didn't know who he was. Like, they're like, he hosted every you know New Year's Eve. I'm like, I never watched that. American Bandstand, I didn't watch that either. Well, nor should you have. It was one before you were born. But yeah, yeah, I just I didn't know who he was, so everyone made a big deal about it. I was like, fuck off. They're like, no, you want to be in the music industry? You don't know who Dick Clark is? I'm like, no, I don't. That is pretty shitty. Actually. I learned who Yo-Yo Ma was, but whatever. So, back to... <laughs> Deep cut. Deep cut. Um, so, what I know about Chris Hardwick is that he um, struggled with some addiction mm-hmm. at one point in time. Um, he's had some, you know, some struggles in his life, and I feel like that's made him stronger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he knows what it's like to be down, um, to be down, and to be an average man. He yeah. was a nerd who was picked on most of his life. Right. He had to repress that so he could get into the entertainment and industry. Seacrest looks like the guy that would have made fun of him when he was a, you know, doing nerd. In stuff. fairness, Seacrest was a fatty when he was a kid. Okay. So he might have been picked on as equally. He was a chubby fucking kid and okay. he's he trimmed down and became this like this like monster. sexy yeah, like just yeah. A sexy monster. A sexy monster. 
<laughs> I mean, he's not, not. You can't deny he's an attractive man. Of course he but is. Yeah, like absolutely. He, he he dropped a sh- a metric shit ton of weight. Yeah. So he he too probably come came from a disadvantage. It just feels like something about Seacrest. He's built himself up into this castle mm-hmm. where I feel like he might not be as connected with reality as I feel like Hardwick is. That's where I agree. I feel like. Chris Harwick has more of a connection with reality. I, yeah, I agree. And it's weird to say that. But I know. I just, yeah. I think and I'm making fun of Ryan Seacrest just because I can. Right. But I don't really know much about it. Nothing against Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. yeah. So I imagine, based on that, Hardwick would have the constitution and the willpower. The thing is, he'd have to land a decisive blow yeah. that would shake Ryan Seacrest and bring out his insecurities. Well, for some reason... I feel he'd, so. He basically he'd have to he'd have to rip open his girdle and let all the fat spill out. What he'd have to do is he'd have to punch his mask so that one of the tubes would come out, and then he'd be all worried. Oh, be like, oh no, my gas that keeps me alive. <laughs> um, no, he'd have to. He essentially would like. He'd have to like maybe like punch him and cut him over his eyebrow, and like blood would start getting into his eye, and he'd be like, "Oh my god, he actually can hurt me." I'm ruined. I, I yeah. am hurt. My oh beautiful my god. face. My beautiful face. I th- in in my head, I I don't know why, but this one specifically, I'm seeing happen as a celebrity death match. Mm-hmm. So it's all claymation, and yes. like I see Hardwick pulling out a lightsaber. Yes. the whatever the doctor uses, like yeah. that that pen yeah. weapon he has, he pulls out a blaster. He pull like for some yeah. reason Secret or uh, Hardwick is just pulling out all these nerd weapons yeah. and just decimating Seacrest. I like it. And Seacrest is great. The only problem is that because Seacrest is technically um, a cyborg, uh, when he dies, he's just like at the end of Predator and he laughs and he sets off a self-destruction device that blows up the whole area. Or it's like like Family Guy with the chicken. Yes. His eyes just open every time. Yeah. And then so it's to be continued. So actually, Seacrest is technically a Terminator. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He's a robot chicken Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There we go. But I would say, I would say based off of, I feel like, yeah, Hardwick, I think, is scrappy enough to where I think he's got that, he's got that, he's got the street cred in my mm-hmm. mind. He's got the street cred. Also, I'm just a fucking diehard fan of Chris Hardwick. So and Chris Hardwick is also a comedian. Yes. So, you know, I he, feel like he could cut right through and probably because yeah. he could. I've heard him go off on some some things and he's got yeah. a, a pretty uh, sharp tongue. So I would say he, he could probably cut Seacrest pretty, pretty good with that. Yeah, I would. And also, I don't care who Hardwick goes against. I'm probably going to say he wins. Yeah. You so, can put him against the Hulk and Hardwick's going to win. Congratulations, Chris Hardwick. You beat the cyborg for the win. The cyborg that is warlock a, inca- incarnation known <laughs> as Ryan Seacrest. It was an at midnight reference for all the Chris Hardwick fans out there. Yay! Yes. Awesome. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Real quick, Justin, anything you want to recommend? Uh, yeah, listen to the Nerdist Podcast with Chris Hardwick. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's great. Check it out. It's super cool. Uh, in all actuality, I don't have anything at this point that I want to. Um, I would uh, recommend a uh, current sketch show going on at the Public House Theater called Cannonball. I will second your recommendation. Uh, Justin and I went and checked it out. Uh, it's got four lovely ladies. Ladies in it. One of them is Jamie Yates, former guest. I'm sorry, five. I had five in my head, but I said four. Thank you, Justin, for holding up the correct digits. Um, uh, Jamie Yates. <laughs> if I put that up and you go, right, four. Yeah, right, four. <laughs> yeah, duh. Um, you're like, that's payback for you telling me the wrong thing about how many 15-second intervals there are in two minutes. Uh, four. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Jamie Yates, former guest uh, on our show, was on there, and it's going for the next uh, three Thursdays through June. So please check it out. It's $10, and it's a sci-fi 
sort of show. It's called Cannonball. You're going to walk into it thinking you know what to expect, and you're yes. going to walk out of it going, I didn't realize I was going to feel all the feels. It's definitely a good balance of drama and comedy. It's yeah. not a straight comedy show. No. So I, I turned to Justin halfway through, and I go, I'm not getting this. And then it, they pulled it all together, and it was like really well done. Yeah, if you stay like when 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 the show when the lights come when the house lights come up, yeah. you will absolutely. If you didn't catch it the first half of the act, yeah, it, the second half will tie it all together, and you will you will have laughed, you will have been yeah. brought close to tears. It's a really fucking good show. Cannot it's, cannot promote it enough. It's really good. So yeah. please check it out again. It's called Cannonball. It's on Thursdays in June. Uh, at 8 p.m. I think the thing that I liked most about the show was that it it challenged what I thought a sketch show could be. Same. And I was that it's it's different enough to where I was like, oh, this is innovative. I like this. I didn't I, like I said, like I wasn't enjoying it because I was expecting it to be a typical sketch show. But when it was over, I was like, that was different than what I expected. And, and I liked it yeah. for what it was. Yeah. And it was very, very cool. So check that out. Uh, check out Jamie Yates and the other four ladies, in plus Jamie, which makes five. Yes. Uh, at Public House Theater, Cannonball, 8 p.m. on Thursdays. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. There you go. So, guys, uh, you can find MindGap on Facebook. Just look for us there. Look for our page. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. And Justin has a site in which there's web tentacles attached to it. Yes, uh, but not in a very weird hentai fashion. I was thinking um, Spider-Man, but whatever. Whatever. Uh, JustinStranley.com is where you can find me online. Uh, also on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. Uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Review us. Uh, show us some love. 30 seconds just take 30 seconds write a quick review what you think about the show every review and subscription helps us go up the ladder a little bit and uh, you can also check us out on 2 East 8th's website 2East8th.com slash mind gap and you can listen to that and as well as the other one I do with Milo Stavanovich called the best bar podcast ever that's on that site too and uh, Drew and I are uh, conceptualizing of some fun new videos uh, I know yeah. we keep promoting it we keep saying it's coming there are videos coming, so please check out 2 for some really cool stuff. I figure there's only one way to end this this episode. Are you ready, Justin? I'm ready. Meow, 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 Kitty cat. Parade. Kitty cat. I can't remember the name of the game. I can't remember what you're... Oh, career. Oh, there we go. Meow, 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 me